0: Just being honest. The JBH podcast. Let's rock this. True food, full thought. Today's podcast of the Just Being Honest podcast is brought to you by our friends at Liquid IV. Guys, do you want to feel more hydrated? Possibly sleep a little bit better? Well, with using the code JBH20, I am gifting you 20% off at checkout for all Liquid IV products. Guys, we are here to share with you the science of hydration. Welcome it to your life. They are using cellular transport technology. Basically, it is the perfect specific ratio of sodium, glucose, and potassium to deliver water and other key nutrients directly to your bloodstream, hydrating you faster and more efficiently than water. So by using code JBH20, that's JBH20 at checkout, we will get you 20% off all liquid IV products. So start having fun with life, guys, because it is an adventure, and we just want you to be hydrated. Okay, ready. Hi, guys, this is your host, KB, and this is the Just Being Honest podcast. Happy day to you all. You just turned on the JBH podcast. This is your health, nutrition, and positive lifestyle coach, KB. Today, our subject is all about, well, facing things, facing things, and seeing what that reflection brings back to you in return. Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, we're about to dive in on this subject. It is me, your guest today, your host today, Double Whammy. Um, I wanted to reveal a couple of things. Last week, um, I was joined by Kelly Tennant, an amazing woman. Taught me so much just from meeting her in one instance. Um, A true soul sister right there. Her and I will be... Joining forces is more and more um, a great spirit. But she did make me realize a lot of things. Um, on that episode number, that was 56, I did reveal some things that had happened to me in the past. Some abuses, both, both physically, sexually, and um, verbally abusive. And how... I had been dealing with some anxieties that have started to come up. I have always, I'm trying to word this properly, um, instead of saying I am to things, instead of labeling myself as having that, I'm trying to say I'm facing it, or I'm, I'm becoming aware of some situation, or perhaps that I, you know, have stumbled upon an anxiety, Right? That sounds better. And plus, that makes me feel as though it's not a burden because it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. You know, things do not define us unless we let it define us. So today, I want to kind of forward motion of what we talked about last week, about how I shared a little bit about how a a relationship, a dating relationship took me down, spiraling down, of con- out of control. I felt like my life was out of control. I seriously almost died because of what my mental capacity and plus what my inner aura, what my inner soul felt from that. It was words playing over and over and over in my head that only created pain within my body, within my soul. Um, yes, I did take myself to Southeast Asia. I did try to relinquish all that pain. I tried to find more experiences beyond that pain, but sometimes what I did was, and I think one of the reasons why I went over to Southeast Asia after that sexual abuse from that guy was, I said, You know, if I'm going to die in this life from this pain, I might as well die having fun. And I think that's kind of a scary thought that you're thinking that you actually might die from something that has happened to you in your life. Can anyone agree with me? And it seems like, well, you weren't in that much harm. But in all reality, it was. It was a jail. And I can say it right now with such firmness and such, you know, boss, leader, stealthiness. But what Kelly taught me last week, Kelly Tennant, she told me, you know, my inner child was stripped away from me. And, yeah, I guess I can totally agree that my eyes went foggy. I went numb, There was a big chunk of my life that I went numb and I didn't get to really be grateful for that time in my life and have fun with it. And I think that's what makes me angry about what happened. Yes, it happened. I can't change it. It happened, but I must move forward. I'm moving forward and that's where I am. I'm a happy person. I Love life. Um, I danced to my own drum. I danced by myself in my house. I am a goofball. And I have to admit something. I was listening to a song on the radio, and it really struck a chord with me. And the lyrics, one of the lyrics said, maybe it's all right that I'm not all right. Maybe it's okay if I'm not okay. Wow. Do you ever feel like you're walking around town and you have this facade on this, this image that you're supposed to be perceived as and in one false step, if you, if you look sad or vulnerable, do you feel almost shameful of that? Of showing your true colors? So let me move forward. Because I had a discussion with the woman about that today. And it had to do along the lines of ghosting. Have you heard that term, ghosting? When you are, you know, texting back and forth with someone. Okay, let's use a guy and a girl as an example. You meet a guy, you hit it off, great. You're chatting on text, you talked on the phone perhaps, and you think to yourself, wow, I'd really like to meet this guy. Perhaps I'll make the first move and maybe like we should go get a coffee or tea. Maybe we should go, you know, hiking. So you say, hey, Joe, or whoever his name is, Joe Schmo. Um, Although I do have a friend named Joe. Hey Joe, wanna go hiking? No response. It's that fear of vulnerability, right? So when we are not expressing our true colors to someone else, we're not showing our vulnerable state, there's this gap, there's this barrier between human existence, human experience, and the other person. And I'm wondering where that happened in life. Because I feel like our communication with one another, just in general, used to be great. You know, you'd have to use a pay phone. I, I had talked to someone and was like, I remember I used to sit on the phone up in my bedroom for like 45 minutes just talking to people. I remember leaving like elementary school and being like, I'll call you later. Do you remember that? And you're like, yes, she's calling me, you know, like my girlfriend, let's talk, blah, blah, blah. So much fun. So where did that happen? And then when did we become so lonely? Right? When? So, after my discussion with Kelly, it really became apparent to me that I was having some emotions that were resurfacing. That being something I never thought I would be dealing with in my life. Um, Being the smiley face. And, And she pointed out in that interview that I don't think this is your true self. I think you're putting on a show, which in all reality, I'm not. Um, I think sometimes I position myself as trying to help other people be happy. But in all reality, I am a happy person. And I find that within myself and doing things that I love to do. But something did shake me up. And it's been shaking me up for a while, and so I'm grasping that practice of how I approach that situation to find a solution, to grow from it, to evolve from it, and to say it's okay to not be okay sometimes. Guys, you may see me on the streets, I'm happy. And yeah, that's genuinely me being happy. But some days I crack, I cry and I'm real I mean I really am real so something that I never thought would happen to me was facing post-traumatic stress disorder I've always faced a little bit of anxiety being a little worry wart here and there the what-ifs what's gonna happen next oh my gosh what if this isn't perfect? Ah! So after, you know, those relationships that occurred in my life that were traumatic, um, I'm 31 now. And I started to see images or people on the street that looked like that guy. Um, I started to come up with situations with other people around that started feeling like similar situations of conflict that I did not want to be associated with. People that maybe reminded me of my dad of how he would respond to certain things in certain ways. And I've realized that over the course of practice and recognition that I am growing from these things. You know, when I first moved to this area of Southern California, I was so freaking nervous. I was walking on eggshells, I felt like every single day. California is a different breed of people compared to the Midwest. You know, it's very flaky, in my opinion, and people literally will shut you down in two seconds. Thus, I feel like it's hard to make genuine friends out there. Is anyone with me? And so, facing anxiety, I think plenty of us, face anxieties. And anxiety can be good. It can be like excitement for, you know, your sister's wedding, your friend's wedding, excitement for someone having a baby, excitement for an upcoming trip, what have you. That anxiety is so great. But when you have prolonged, extended anxiety, that can really do a number on your inners. You know, your adrenal glands, your fight or flight system. And that is when your body starts to break down and that is when we need to ask for help so let me tell you my story again coming back full-force working my butt off in what I'm doing and then one day I snapped and I started crying and I realized I'm not facing something and that's when I realized PTSD post-traumatic stress disorder seeing these images of this guy on the street having nightmares not being able to sleep it's a real deal but I think I want to put some uh, some clarification of what post-traumatic stress disorder is You know, it's so, it's so interesting, yet I wish I could just solve it so quickly, right? And I'm going to be stumbling upon my words because it is a big puzzle. It is a big puzzle, but I know some things that can help. So what PTSD is, it's basically anxiety and flashbacks triggered by a traumatic event. It can happen through anything, and I think the most common form that, I thought my whole life that it was only from soldiers coming back from war, you know, having images of that. And then I kind of thought to myself, well, are we all soldiers in life? We are. We all deal with things. You know, and it doesn't even have to be things that happen directly to you. It could be things that like you saw. You know, such as driving by a a deadly car crash. Maybe that makes you nervous getting out of a car on the street. Right? Maybe you saw, you know, someone yell at a little child. And maybe that brought back images of you being yelled at as a child. Right? And how that felt. How that felt being yelled at scrutinized, criticized. You know, it's very common and people don't even realize that they're facing it. More than three million US cases are reported per year. Three million. And those are just the ones that are reported. Three million. Now, it is, it's treatable, but let's recognize the symptoms, okay? Because they can be sneaky, and they really snuck up on me. So, as I mentioned before, symptoms can include nightmares, your unwanted memories, the trauma, um, avoidance maybe of the situations that brought back memories of the trauma, heightened reactions, as I mentioned before, anxiety, perhaps a depressed mood, I don't know if that's because, like, you're thinking a lot or what. I know in my case that is because I'm trying to find a reason. But behaviors include more of agitation, irritability, hostility, hypervigilance, self-destructive behavior or even social isolation, which I found that I started to do more and more as a healing mechanism. What do I want to do for myself? How can I breathe more? How can I close my eyes and simply just be, meditate, and feel light, so my soul can just heal? You know, there's psychological factors too. You know, including those flashbacks. Maybe your fear is height, heightened a lot. I I started getting fears of even traveling driving. Severe anxiety. Um, just the other day, I had a panic attack from, I don't know what, totally subconscious. Totally subconscious. I was eating breakfast and then all of a sudden my heart literally started feeling as though it was flipping in its chest. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. And then I remembered to close your eyes, take some deep breaths, and then I took myself outside. And the world seemed so big and I could breathe. And that is something that I highly recommend to do. When you have anxiety, go outside, see other people, look at nature, listen to other sounds, Really tune in to what is going on. Maybe you start to mistrust people. Maybe that's one of your symptoms. And then mood cases, oh my gosh. Loss of interest or pleasure in activities. Feelings of guilt or loneliness. A good friend of mine said, you know, there's being alone And then there's being lonely. You know, being alone is simply just that. Being at peace alone. Maybe retapping, retuning, rejuvenating yourself, recuperating. But being lonely is feeling as though no one wants to witness your existence no one supports you or maybe no one sees eye to eye on who you are. Maybe one of your symptoms is sleep. You know, as I mentioned before, insomnia and nightmares. Nightmares of the event happening. And then maybe you have that nightmare and that you don't even remember the nightmare and then you wake up in a funk. Have you ever had that? I, ugh, ugh. And then Another thing that's very common is emotional detachment, you know, numbing yourself once again of unwanted thoughts. Something that I think I kind of, as listening to myself when I was in isolation, I kind of found who I was and what I valued. I tapped into my inner child, I brought her by my side, I took her for walks, I still take her for walks, I asked her what she wanted to do today, what do you want to do, what makes you happy, you know, we get into this stuck state of, okay, get up, wake up, come home, eat breakfast, alright, get my computer out, browse, browse. Pick up phone, look at Instagram, social media, tweet, text, whatever. Lunch, okay. Computer, all right. Maybe run an errand or two. Alright. Come home. Alright. Sun is setting. Ah jeez. Gotta make dinner. Dinner. Time for bed. Repeat. How boring is that? No spark, no flame, no flare. So by bringing your inner child back into your life, oh my gosh, the world wakes up. I mean, guys, I got my tennis rackets out. I'm going to go get them regripped. I'm going to say, like, what would I have done after school? I would have gone outside and played. That's what I would have done. So usually, like right now, I take myself for a good walk, a nice long walk, some deep breaths. But I'm going to start doing, like, okay, if I have, like, even 30 minutes, just 30 minutes, I'm going to go over to the tennis courts. I don't care if I'm wearing the right tennis court outfit or not. I'm going to go hit on the backboard. Just play. No perfection in it. No perfection. So tapping into your inner child. Um, let's talk about treatments. I really want to talk about treatments because everyone has their own way of coping with things. But I think the most important thing is talking about it. Um, And I don't want you to get scared by the word psychotherapy. But I do want to strive to heal you without medication. This is real life. I really want to strive to tell you that guys, situational events, they have root causes to them. And when you realize and reflect and face those root causes, you can heal them naturally without medications. Because medications, although sometimes they may bring you into stability states, they are band-aids in the end. And medications often at times have to be covered up with more medications, higher dose medications, maybe ones that are tainted. Or even like just chemically out of whack, which can often at times wear off, and then you have to get higher doses, or perhaps you even turn to narcotics, maybe drugs and other pills. So let's talk about natural therapies, talking it out, cognitive therapy, which is basically talk therapy. Another one that I'm so intrigued about is eye movement desensit, okay, I can't say this, desensitization, eye movement desensitization, and reprocessing, wow, so that reprocessing is, like, reflecting, facing that, remembering it, and then reprocessing, kind of, like, how you would react to it, how you are facing it in that moment, right? Almost like changing the story. Because you can change the story. It's almost, as like, um, for instance, say that your mother's depressed. She, she was depressed her whole life. You know, you saw her when you came home from school and you're a happy little bean and she was just like, "Uh," and she would yell at you and, you know, scream at you for no reason and the depression, right? But you have to realize that that happening in your life, by reprocessing that, you don't have to live that lifestyle. You don't have to be that future mom. And often at times you see people like that, that change the patterns that they were thought that they were given. They change them. You can change your DNA. Awesome. Awesome. But eye movement, distance. Desensi- desensitization is basically like eye movement activities. So, for instance, I had a traumatic event in my life where I had a very, very bad concussion. I actually had to go get um, vestibular therapy by one of the lead uh, doctors that worked with the Kansas City Chiefs. And when they got concussions, um, it was so interesting. You do the slightest little movements with your eyes, with your fingers out in front of your eyes, moving your finger back and forth, taking your eyes, making them go back and forth, back and forth. And you actually work out your brain because your eyes are connected to your brain waves. How amazing is that? Also, and connected to your ears. So they're all interconnected and basically work with each other. So, by working with your eye movements, you can actually retrain, like, the the chemical frequencies within them. So, something that I actually really want to try is the float um, experience, where you go into the float tank. (laughs) They're like float pods. Um, And you basically are in there floating in the magnesium, the saltwater bath, and just lifeless. You can't see anything but it retrains your whole body, you know, just kind of like being, um, such a healing movement, such a healing movement, but basically retraining your eyes of what they see and how they react to things. Um, so yes, 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 yes. Um, another thing that I do want to point out is that physical touch I recently did a blog about physical touch and the power of it. And jumping back to the point that we are in such an age that we are, wow, oh my gosh, totally disconnected, um, texting over talking, um, five feet apart instead of, Grabbing someone's hand and saying, hi, how are you? You know, like, I care about you. Hugs. Like, do people give hugs anymore? Remember when people used to go up to one another and, like, kiss each other on the cheek? You know? I mean, I still do that. But I think with the whole um, Harvey Weinstein incident, people are very wary about how they approach one another. I almost think, yeah, sure, it's a good thing. But it's also a very frightening thing that we're teaching our children not to even, like, be intimate. And when I say intimate, I mean, like, connect energies with one another. Because when you touch someone else, I mean, we do this all the time in church. You turn to one another. You shake their hand. You say, peace be with you. You know, how are you? Um, Good morning. Um, You touch each other. And at that instant you are exchanging energetic forces. Whoa. So I think we need to work back on sharing with our children what appropriate touching is, what not appropriate touching is and circumstances. And but also guys, let's bring back the appropriate PDA. I say that, you know, like, like know that I mean, it kills me when I see couples walking down the street and they're literally three feet apart, just like walking like soldiers. Like, remember what it or how it feels like to hold someone's hand, play with their finger, sweep your hand through their hair, you know, grab the back of their neck, give it a little rub. It's so nice, it's so comforting. And in that nonverbal communication that you cannot do with text, it's saying, I'm here for you. I see you. I recognize you. And I support you. I think we need a lot more support in this world we live in, guys. I do. I think we need a lot more love, genuine love. I think we need a lot more vulnerability. I think we need a lot more truth. So, guys, a sweet and simple podcast for you today. But I want your opinions. I want to know, have you faced trauma in your life? Have you faced it and not known? Have you faced it and maybe your reaction to it is becoming, you know, one that is a high-functioning person and not letting yourself rest? And then finding yourself stumbling around, maybe falling down, maybe not letting yourself feel. Are you reacting to those traumas, past traumas by talking to someone? You know, the other day when I had my panic attack, I thought to myself, I got to get out of here. I did that whole, I'm running away. I'm running away. But what was I running away from? (laughs) A thought, a feeling even if I left my house, it was still going to be with me unless I faced it, unless I talked about it. So I did. I did. I contacted a couple friends. I went over to one of my, one of my very best friend's houses. We went for a long walk. We talked. We talked life. We just talked life. We connected. We connected. And that's all I needed. That's all I needed. I needed to just show that I was okay, that the world was okay, that I would be continuously okay if I just unveiled my truth and I just felt a little bit more. Guys, I cannot thank you enough for supporting me in this journey I call life because I know we're all dealing with things. I know you're all dealing with things. I would love to hear your stories Again, you can follow me on Instagram at just being honest kb. That's being without a g, so that's b e i n. Also, I have a website. That's www.justbeinghonest.com. We have so many more exciting things coming up for you. The next couple of weeks, our guests are going to be fabulous. I'm going to give you a little sneak peek. Okay? So we have one talking about natural products that also give back to the earth. You'll want to hear this if you're like totally on the like waste less situation, which we all should be on. We have something also, we're going to be talking about vaginas and um, sexual products that are safe and sustainable. I'm talking no toxins. Who's happy about that, right? Okay, so you'll want to tune in with that one. And we have more to come. So, guys, until next time, you know where to find me. I'm on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. And um, if you ever want to just hit me up and ask me a question or just chit-chat, feel free to do so. I am now welcoming 15-minute phone calls because I've had a lot come up in the past. So you can schedule a time to talk with me, and I am here to listen to you and give you my feedback, my honest opinion. All right, tell me more of what you want to hear about. And please, if you have a friend or a family member that could benefit from this podcast, let me know. Well, actually, don't let me know. You let them know. Have them subscribe, for this podcast to them, forward um, any of our links to them. And we are happy to unite. Because guys, here at the Just Being Honest podcast, we're a family and we're here to support one another. So until next time, kiss, kiss, hug, hug. Peace, love, ciao, and thanks for tuning in.